Baptism is it's following and in obedience to God's command. How many know that this morning? You're really being obedient to that scripture verse that we read earlier. How many here have an outline? If you don't have an outline, raise your hand, you will get one. But there's going to be some places for you to write some things in, jot some answers in there as I go through this. But if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 28 and verses 19 through 20 is where we'll be reading from this morning. And I like to read because there's, there's different places in the Bible that mentions about baptism. But I like to read, what did Jesus say about baptism? Because I, I don't know about you and I, or you and me, but uh, I like to look at what Jesus said and use that as my reference. How many are in agreement with that? What Jesus said. Not what I think, what I feel, but what did Jesus say about baptism? So if you have your Bibles or electronic devices... We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. And I'm not going to take a lot of time this morning because we want to clean up here and we want to get to Wayne and Irene's home at 332 Rio Del Mar for baptisms. And we're going to be there at 12 o'clock at their house. And we're going to have a great and glorious time. And I want to encourage every one of you to just come, even if you're not getting baptized. Just show up and we're going to have some homemade ice cream, courtesy of Wayne. Blueberry pie. Can I get an amen yet? Uh, it's, It's going to be good. So just come on down just to have good fellowship, even if you're not getting baptized. All right? So Matthew chapter 28, this is... Jesus speaking here. He's giving the great commission. He's giving this charge to his disciples, to the believers at that time. And he says the following, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. He's even speaking to our sister Shirley here. He says, Shirley, I'm going to be with you to the very end of this age. Amen. Amen. You know, God's word is good. It's, it's very good. And here, though, the great thing about his word is he's giving us a charge and he's giving a direct command to the believers. He's giving us as believers a command. Now, again, who was he speaking to? Believers, right? Everybody say believers. Believers. Only believers are going to be baptized. Only a believer is going to see the need to be baptized. And so here he's telling these disciples to go out and baptize. And some of them, if you read the book of Acts, uh, there were some mighty, mighty things that occurred in the book of Acts. You'll see where they got baptized in Acts chapter 2. Peter gives this great sermon and begins to tell them about the gospel. And at the end of that, they receive Christ. And then they get baptized, immediately get baptized as believers. They get baptized in Acts chapter 8, and in Acts chapter 10, and in Acts chapter 19, you see different baptisms occurring upon hearing the Word of God. And the point here is that they received the Word of God, and immediately they obeyed it. Now, here's the thing in our day and age... We don't necessarily do that nowadays. We hear the Word of God and sometimes we think, well, 
One of these days I'm going to get baptized. One of these days I'm going to set aside that time to do it. And, and we do it, and that's great. But here in the early church, they heard it. And they did it. They believed it. They obeyed it. And they followed through on that. And that's really the attitude that each of us need to have. Is Lord, if you speak to me, help me to be obedient so that I can follow through on what your word is, is saying. Because how many know that the Lord wants to give you nothing but good gifts? He, he wants to give you good gifts today. And sometimes... And not always, but sometimes when we don't want to get baptized or choose not to, really it comes down to one word, pride. Pride prevents us from from getting baptized sometimes. But this morning, what I want to talk to you about is the importance of being baptized and why should I be baptized. Okay, let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word endures forever. It's truth. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, we thank you. We put our trust in your word. Lord, it doesn't matter what Pastor Rick up here thinks or what he believes. But Lord, it's what is important is what your word says. So Lord, this morning, we declare your word in all its uh, truth, in all its power. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would bring anointing to the listener this morning, that the words I speak would be anointed by your spirit, that we would have understanding and wisdom to to receive it this morning and we thank you in Jesus name and everyone said amen. amen amen so why should I be baptized there's a place in your outline for this and the answer is to follow the example set by Christ to follow the example set by Christ in Mark chapter 1 and verse verse 9 I want to read to you just a real quick verse here Mark chapter 1 In verse 9, it says this. This is where John is baptizing Jesus. It says, At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan, in the Jordan River. And then I'm going to read verse 10 uh, as well. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. The point here that I'm trying to share with you is that Christ was baptized as an example for you and I. He did that so, not because he needed to be baptized, he did that as an example for you and I so that we would see how to be baptized and how we should do it. So, the second, second line says, why should I be baptized? It's because Christ commanded it. Christ commanded it. And really, again, if Christ says something, my reaction or my answer should be, yes, Lord, whatever it is that you want me to do. I think I mentioned it to you last week. If the Lord said, get baptized in chocolate syrup, I'm going to get baptized in chocolate syrup. It may not seem right. You might think, well, that's pretty weird, you know, getting baptized. Well, if if God says it, if God declared it, that's what we need to do. How many know that this morning? Amen. So Jesus said, go then to all people everywhere and make my disciples. That's your commission today. Everybody say, I am a minister. Did you know that? Whether you realize that today or not, you are a minister. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you are his what? His witness. His witness is ministers, exactly. You are his ministers. Everywhere you go, you're declaring God, whether you know that or not. In your speech, in your conduct, 
Your actions, you're declaring God. And because of that, we are ministering. We are ministering. And every day, today, when you leave here, whether you go to the baptism Sunday or not at Wayne and Irene's home, um, or you go on with the rest of your day, people are going to be looking at you, and you are ministering to them, whether you realize that or not. You know, today... After we leave this uh, great Sunday, you know, at Wayne and Irene's home, you may go shopping. You may go see the movie War Room that just opened up. I encourage everybody to go see that movie. It's supposed to be a great movie, uh, Bible-based movie. My point is, you're going to run into people or circumstances that need you to minister to them. You're going to see a need. You're going to see people that need prayer, need encouragement, need strength. You're there to meet that need. Why? Because you're his witness. Amen. Everybody say, I am his witness. All the way to the end until he takes you home. C on your outline says, it demonstrates that I really am a believer. There's a place for you to write that in, write that down. It demonstrates that I really am a believer. Only believers will get baptized and again, why? Because it's a command. Because Christ declared it. Christ said, teach them and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, the reference there in Acts chapter 18, verse 8, says this, Many of the people who heard him, number one, believed and then were baptized. Believed and were baptized. It takes belief to be able to do this thing called baptism. Now I'm going to stop right there and share. I've been baptized three different times in my life. And you're going, three times? Oh my goodness, that's a lot of times. It is. But it doesn't matter. What, and let me share with you why I've been baptized three times. First time was, actually it's four times. So the first time was when I was an infant. I was raised as a Catholic and they baptize infants. So uh, we're going to get into that here, but it was sprinkling of water. And um, then the second time was when I became a believer, I got baptized. And then the third time um, was I got baptized again because when I became a believer, I came into a faith and it was a little doctrinally unsound. And what I mean by that is they baptize because um, they believe that without baptism, you're lost and going to hell. And that's not what the Bible says. Let me just declare that right now. Baptism doesn't get you to heaven. What Jesus Christ did on the cross gets you to heaven. It's you just saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I receive you into my life from this day forward. That's what gets you into heaven. Baptism... Is, is much like this ring I wear right here. It's a wedding ring. It's a symbol that I am married to Anna, Pastor Anna, who's with the kids right now. That's all it is. It's symbolic of my identification with Anna as a marriage. Baptism does the same thing. It identifies you with Christ as a believer. So getting back to the times I was baptized, the third time I realized I need to get rebaptized because I got baptized for the wrong reasons that second time. I thought it was because it saves me. So once I realized that's not what the Bible says, I got rebaptized again in church. And it was a great experience for me because I was being baptized just to identify with Christ. Not because it washes away my sins or cleanses, you know, it, the Bible doesn't say that. It doesn't say that it forgives me of my sins. Jesus Christ did that with his blood on the cross. Can I get an amen this morning? So 
I mentioned four times. So two years ago, I was in Israel, and we were at the Jordan River. And how many know that if you're at the Jordan River, you're going to get baptized because that was the same place Jesus Christ was baptized. And if you're there, all the way over there in the Middle East, in Israel, on the Jordan River, you're going to want to jump right in and, and say, baptize me. I don't care if you've been baptized four times, five times, 24 times. And it was a wonderful experience. Again, it just symbolically identifies you with Christ as a believer in Christ. But it was a beautiful experience. And that was my experience of being baptized four times. Now for you, some of you may have been baptized once. Some of you, maybe not. And what I want to encourage you this morning is, that today is your day to get baptized. If you've never been baptized, today is the day. Because there's really no reason why you, why you shouldn't get baptized. Amen? Amen? The scripture goes on to say in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3, We know that we have come to know Him if we obey His commands. Everybody say obey. obey. It's really simple, this, this uh, life of living for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your um, anything else other than one thing, obedience. That's all he wants is obedience. If you are obedient to the Lord and learn how to become obedient to him in all aspects of your life, he will pour so much favor on you. It's unbelievable. How many know that? Raise your hand this morning if God has blessed you because of your obedience. I've seen that in my life. I've seen that in the lives of you, those that are out here this morning. So what does the Bible say? What is the meaning of baptism? And I've kind of touched on that already. But here's the important illustration. A is, it illustrates Christ's burial, His burial, and His resurrection. Remember, Jesus was buried in the tomb, the Bible says. Buried in the tomb for three days, the Bible says. And then, guess what? He resurrected. That's the good news. He resurrected. And that's why we can call Him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He resurrected bodily, not just in spirit, but His body. That's why He could go to Thomas and say... Touch my hands. Look at the piercings in my hands on my side because he raised bodily. And so, therefore, it illustrates Christ's burial and resurrection. So, you see, when we get baptized, when we go down in the waters, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell that person that gets baptized today, or those people, I baptize you upon the profession of your faith in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say, in, in death and burial, you were buried with Christ. And then you rise up to walk with Jesus. And that represents you saying goodbye, death to the old Rick, Pastor Rick, the old Irene, and arising new as a new believer, as a new person in Christ. Amen? It's obedience. It's burying the old. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 3 through 4, Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. He rose again. That is the gospel. That is the good news right there. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. Why? Because you don't have to do that now. You don't have to pay that price. You don't have to go out and get crucified on a cross because that really is what we need to do to pay for our sins. Christ did that for you and I this morning. So again, we thank him this morning because he died for our sins, was buried, and rose again. 
Colossians 2.12 says the following, For when you are baptized, you were buried with Christ, and in baptism you were also raised with Christ. Again, the Bible is telling us that this is symbolic. It's a symbolic example of you getting buried with Christ, leaving the past behind. How many remember the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says that, therefore you're now a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come, right? The old is buried. You leave them behind. Don't go look back and say, there's that old man. There's the old rig. I, I miss that old rig. I miss some of those things I used to. No, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. Because what's going to happen is that's going to begin to drag you down and put you in a cycle of despair. And how many know that if Jesus took you out of that, he doesn't want you to go back to that. Because that's garbage. Amen. He wants you to leave that past where it is. Leave it alone. He's got better, better life for you. Promises, blessings ahead of, of you if you continue to remain faithful. Amen? Amen? D. It illustrates my new life as a Christian. New life. Everybody say that with me. New life. There's nothing like experiencing new life. That's what it's uh, talking about in John chapter 3 when it refers to being born again. Being born again is really a new life. Uh, I, again, I don't know about you, but for me, I was sick and tired of the old life. I said, goodbye, good riddance. I'm done with you. I want a new life. I'm, I'm tired of being sick and tired of the same old thing, of waking up with hangovers and going to work on Monday all crudo. That means hungover in Spanish. I was tired of that. I wanted a new life. And now I get to walk in a new life. Yes. And it's exciting. It's exciting to see God doing wonderful, miraculous things, not only in my family's life, but in the life of those around me that I see, that I, that I pray for. It's just an amazing blessing that I didn't have before. So again... It illustrates my new life as a Christian. And the great thing about a new life is you see things differently, right? You see things differently. Things that were not important to you before now become very important. Meaning my walk with God. Uh, meaning my family. I, 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 because I pray to God, I pray for my wife. I pray for my children. I care for them in a deeper way than I did in the past, in my past, when I didn't have Christ in me. Christ makes me a better, not only a stronger believer, but he makes me a better employee. Uh, I'm not ripping off my, my uh, um, co-workers or my manager or my employer, stealing their time, stealing their products, their pens, their pencils, or whatever. It, makes, it should make me a better employee because I have a new life. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen? It should make you a better neighbor. Uh, we hear stories here all the time. You know, people taking out the trash for your neighbor. Not just greeting them, but taking out their trash. Maybe even mowing their lawn. Wow, that's a crazy thought, Pastor Rick. Mowing their lawn? Yeah, why not? Because you have new thought process now in a new life. The old life would have said, uh, he never says hi to me. He can mow his own lawn. And it's too hot, Right? But it, how many know that that's a huge blessing when you do that for your neighbor? Because that's the new life that Christ has given you. You have now new thought processes. That thought never would have crossed my mind before. But now, 
it crosses my mind. Maybe I haven't done it yet, but it crosses my mind, okay? So, again, it's up to each of us to act upon it when, when God's Holy Spirit speaks to you that way. When, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. And I read that scripture, or basically quoted it, The old life has passed away, and a new life has begun, 2 Corinthians 5.17. One of my absolute favorite scriptures, because it's really saying goodbye to the old. It doesn't matter what you did. doesn't matter what anybody can re- recall against you. Hey, remember the time when, and then you fill in the blank, because they might be able to remember it, but guess what? God Almighty... He doesn't remember it because he forgave you of that. He washed that sin from you, never to be remembered against you again. That, to me, is one of the most powerful things in our life as a believer. See, the, the devil will, will point out to you and condemn you. Well, you, don't, you, you, you can't be that kind of Christian. You can't be that kind of believer because you know what you've done. You know where you've been. You know what you did last night and so forth. That's the condemnation from the pit of hell to keep you down like this this. God Almighty says, yes, I'll forgive you of that. In fact, I forgive you right now. All you have to do is just ask Him. Say, Lord, forgive me in a sincere way. Forgive me of that sin. Forgive me of my sins. And the Bible says He's just and able to forgive you of all of your sins. And and I always use that illustration. Back when I went to school, we had this thing called a blackboard, okay? And they had this thing called white chalk. And you would write on there. Anybody remember those days? Okay. So, we would, we would write things up there, and, and in the school I went to, at the end of the week, they'd have you wash the blackboard, clean it. And so there'd be things written on there, and then we'd wipe it down, and you couldn't see it anymore. It was gone. That much the same way Christ does that for your life with your sins. You come and you say, Lord, forgive me my sins. I pray that you forgive me, that you come into me and wash me clean. What he does is he gets his Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit eraser, Wipes that blackboard clean of your sins, and you can't see them anymore. Can't see them. It's clean, brand new, clean, white, like this, nothing written on it. And then it's up to you and I to live that life of obedience and in faith every day. And when we do mess up, because guess what? We are going to mess up. We're human. We're imperfect. We just say, Lord, forgive me. I really messed up. I had a bad attitude today towards my my wife, my children. I yelled at my child and I need to go ask for forgiveness from her. Lord, forgive me of that. Well, first go and ask for forgiveness, then come back and say, Lord, forgive me. And when you do that, the Bible says God forgives you of that. Like that. Like that. It doesn't hang over you. doesn't hang over you. You have a clean conscience. How many want to have a clean conscience this morning? There's nothing like it. I'll tell you that right now. Nothing like it. When you can walk around with your head held high with a clean conscience and not allowing sin, not allowing the things that the devil throws at you to remind you of this past because you you walk with Christ. Amen? Baptism doesn't, or excuse me, by our baptism then, we were buried with him and share his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so also we may live a new life, according to Romans 6.4. Again, by our baptism then, we were buried with him and we share in his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we also may live a new life. We're living a new life, in, according to Romans 
and here's what, I, what I've touched on here, but baptism doesn't make you a believer. Let me say that again. Baptism doesn't make you a believer. It shows that you already believe, okay? A believer comes first. You have faith in Christ. Then baptism comes right after that. Every instance in the, in the book of Acts where you saw baptisms, it was believe first, then baptism. Believe first, then baptism. Duh! No unbeliever is going to want to get baptized. You know, I can't pull in somebody from, from the street and say, Hey, you want to get baptized? They're going to look at me like, well, why should I? Right? I, to me, that just makes too much sense. You've got to believe first, then you get baptized. And the Bible makes it clear here. Baptism doesn't make you a believer. It just shows that you already believe. And baptism does not save you. Only your faith in Christ does that, as I mentioned already. Only your faith in Christ does that. When you believe that baptism saves you, that's called baptismal regeneration. And we don't believe in that. We believe that the Bible says that baptism, again, is for believers. And again, it's symbolic, like this ring that I wear. It's symbolic. Baptism is the outward symbol of the commitment you made in your heart. It's the outward symbol of the commitment you made in your heart. And again, here's what I love in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. If you don't have this underlined in your Bible, you should. But uh, it says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Now, did it mention anything about baptism there? No, no. It's a gift of God. Grace, uh, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not by works. Because, uh, can you imagine if, if we did, you know, if I did a work and then Brother Ed came up and, and said, well, I did a more mightier work. And then Irene said, well, no, my works were even greater than that. That's what it's saying here. So that none of us can boast, we didn't do it. God did it. Right. God did it. Amen. And it's a gift. It's a gift. Now let me talk to you about the mode of baptism. It's clear here that the words of Jesus that we read said, Baptize in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take Jesus' words every day of the week, and that's what you should do as well. That's how we baptize in our church. The, the second most important thing too is how. So we baptize in total immersion. We don't believe in sprinkling. In fact, I'll throw you out a challenge right now. Okay, anybody like challenges? Okay, I'll give $100 here to anybody that can find in the Bible where they sprinkled anybody in baptism. Right here, $100. I'll give you $100 if you can show me in the Bible. How about a okay? million? Well, if I had a million, I, I'd think about it. <laughs> but I don't have a million. But I have $100. So again, if you can find that, and my point is, you're not going to find it because it's not in the Bible. I've read it from beginning to back and many, many, many times, and it's not in there. So if it's not in there, that's not how we baptize. We baptize by full immersion. Now, the word baptize, the, the Greek word for that means to, to dip, to immerse, to die, D-Y-E. How many tie-dye shirts? Any people ever tie-dye a shirt? You, you immerse it completely, right? You immerse it, you dye it, and it takes on whatever it's dipped into. So when we, when we get baptized, we're immersed. And I read that scripture to you at the outset that Jesus 
came up out of the water, right? That means he had to be down in the water to come up out of the water. doesn't mention he was sprinkled. So he came up out of the water, and that's how we are going to baptize today at Wayne and Irene's home. Amen? So again, baptism is for the believer. It's taking on symbolically and identifying with him through baptism that, yes, I'm a believer. And the Bible says to really confess this and do it publicly. That's why we do it, you know, that's why you see churches do it in the middle of a service um, or afterwards or in a, in a park somewhere. But what you're really doing is you're declaring to all those around you, yes, I identify with Christ. I'm not ashamed of it. And I want to identify with him for the rest of my life. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 So that's what we're going to do today. And really, I'm going to, um, because this is basically a teaching format here, I'm going to open it right now. If you have any questions uh, regarding baptism, feel free to ask me right now. If you have any questions, just, just ask me right now regarding baptism. If not, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute, but uh, no questions? So this is what I want to challenge you right now. As we pray, we're going to pray here in a minute. But I want to ask every one of you here today, if you had not even thought about getting baptized, maybe, maybe you got baptized for the wrong reasons before. Maybe you, you feel inside that, man, I should get baptized again. There's nothing wrong with that. I told you I've been baptized four times. I kind of shared with you why and how. But if you want to make that new start... If you want to just say, Lord, I'm in. I'm throwing it. All my chips are in. I want to get baptized. I want to identify with you today. Let's do that. Let's do that today. I promise you this will be a day you'll never forget if you follow through on that. And then let me just add one last thing. Who can get baptized again? It's a believer, but how young can they be? That's another question I get asked every now and then. Here's the answer. If they can understand what baptism is about, if they can understand that simple concept, that's who should get baptized. Sometimes that's a person as young as five, six years old. Sometimes it's an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Uh, it just depends on the child. Every child's different. If they understand it, they can get baptized. They don't have to be 13, 15, 20. Um, so, again, if you want to get baptized like that or have children that want to get baptized, I encourage you, get them baptized. Amen. They will... Uh, Never ever regret that decision, and it's something. There's something special about that. The, the last thing in closing that I want to mention is baptism is one of two ordinances that the Bible mentions in the New Testament. There are two ordinances: baptism and holy communion, or partaking in the Lord's Supper. The, those are the two ordinances that we, as the New Testament church, still celebrate. Jesus told us. Remember when he was gathered with his disciples? He said, "Do this and remember." of me. We're going to be observing the Holy Communion here next week uh, on the first of the month. So we'll do that next week. And then baptism is the other ordinance that we still follow over 2,000 years later as commands, direct commands from Jesus. Amen?